If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hello, and welcome back to the It's Become a Whole Thing podcast. I'm your host, Emily Rose. And I'm Sammy P. Hi. Hi. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. How are you doing as a blue jean baby, LA lady? I'm living my best life. <laughs> I'm preparing to be really depressed when I come home because I'm having a really nice time in LA. Tell me a little bit about what you've been doing. Well, it's just, I don't know. I guess being here kind of feels like being on a movie set. I know that there's a lot of parts to LA that aren't glamorous and it's not obviously just all glitz, but there's just so many little like you'll turn a corner I'll be like oh that I saw that in that movie or like this is from this thing like there's just so many references that you're used to seeing in photos and so then to see it in person I'm like wow like I'm just basically being taken around on my own personal what it what is it tour of the stars or star oh, yeah. tour home like that's basically what Lauren's like creating for me this week my own that's personalized so version yeah, I know. And she's such a fun host. And um, we had a little dinner party with some other like just various podcasters and Bravo accounts. And it's just nice to be in an environment where everyone's unapologetically obsessed with pop culture and can just, yeah. you know, get into the gossip and the tea. Because really, like you and this podcast, like that is my outlet for that stuff. But in my personal mm -hmm. life, people aren't really interested in that stuff so I have to kind of keep it under wraps and save it for the pod so to have everyone be like oh I have tea on this oh I have tea I'm like <gasps> you know right that's such an important facet of LA and New York is you can actually get tea <laughs> fresh <I know>. squeezed <laughs> juice I know I know and there's there's a lot that that you have to like if you're told in confidence you have to respect it you know because that's how you're someone who's going to continue to be on the receiving end of the tea yeah uh 
You have to know like, when to hold them and when to fold them. Yeah, know when to walk away. I know. And <laughs> and that's like the best podcast that'll never be made is all the tea that's like, okay, you can't like you didn't hear from me, but like, you know, this and that. I don't know. It's nothing like that crazy and yeah. groundbreaking. But you know, it's just like the little goss. And how was your Erewhon smoothie? Uh it tasted expensive. It tasted delicious. <laughs> Tastes like my yeah. skin is temporarily healed and my gut is uninflamed you know (laughs) yeah like the uber drivers are like oh my god i thought that was Haley bieber just from the glow of your skin like i don't know what's your secret you're like well i've had the strawberry smoothie from marijuana recently so (laughs) they're like Haley, did you bring justin it's me it's just emily (laughs) just the smoothie i know no um erwan yeah Air one, it's like um, it's like going into a room of beautiful shiny jewels, but it's just beautifully stacked fancy fruit. You hold and, like, each thing in two hands, like you pick up the chocolate bar and you're you like look at it straight on, gently yes. place it into your. <laughs> it's very Aladdin in the Cave of Wonders. You know? <laughs> yeah, you can't fly too close to the sun, but what would it be like just to touch it? What was the most expensive thing you saw? Oh, the, the like jug of water from, you know, some stream in Tibet or something that's like <laughs> $75. Like just that's the other thing too is it's kind of like Portlandia but like the LA version where it's just like all the different all the different um vitamins that you didn't know existed, they're all at Erewhon. Oh, cool. All the deficiencies you never knew you had, well, you can find out by just strolling the aisles. <laughs> and what's the yummiest food you've had? Oh, um, okay. So I don't know if any LA listeners know about this place, but there is this restaurant called Casablanca, and it's um, it's themed like the movie Casablanca, which takes place in Morocco, but it's a Mexican restaurant. Okay. It's, there's layers. It, it's really like confounding and like kind of kitschy. Like they have life-size replicas of like the people in Casablanca, like in glass cases. But then there's also like women making tortillas in the middle of the restaurant. And then a tequila cart that they wheel around. They just like pour tequila down your throat. Oh, that sounds um, awesome. No, it's like it's really fun. Um, So I had a life-changing queso dip there. And Ooh. I'm still thinking about it. And I actually might go back a second time, Um, which is – Maybe criminal because I'm. I guess there's a lot of different restaurants I could be checking out, but that case you know haunts I, my dreams. I see the like both sides of it. Like when you find somewhere really good, it can be worth repeating, especially if it's like close by or something. It's like convenient, you know. Like, yeah. Well, especially because okay, so this place came to me in the most magical way because Lauren actually took me in January when I went. And then I don't remember saying this, but I recommended it, I guess, way back then to Lex Nico. And then fast forward to now, forgot all about it. Um, Didn't remember the name of the restaurant. And Lex and I were going out for dinner and she was like, oh, there's this great place. And she sent me the address. And I'm like, okay, I just put in the address into like Uber, showed up. I'm like, oh, it's this place. She's like, yeah, someone recommended it to me. I'm like, wait, I think that was me. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Just the the ADD journey. (laughs) It was a swipe it was a full ADD journey and then her and I've been talking because I'm here for another like day I guess um and we were both like should we go back like and I was kind of like look I'm not joking and she was like I'm not joking either and so we might go for more queso (laughs) 
Well, we're so connected because last night I like sat bolt upright in bed and typed in queso bean dip recipe. And then I like planned that as like my only thing I'm going to eat today. I'm just going to like make this big bean queso dip. Wait, are you, wait, are you serious? Okay. No, I'm dead serious. No, because the witchy network must have been activated because I woke up to a text from my mother-in-law, which was a YouTube video about the history of queso with no (laughs) further comment, no additional comment, just. (laughs) <laughs> history of queso dips <laughs> oh my god the queso vibes are out of control so coven, like, coven queso energy is a pound i have this like inside i don't know inside joke whatever this like phrase that austin and i use which is tuna wi-fi because meaning like the collective brain is like all tuned to the same thing at the same time because i would tell him when i used to work at a like sandwich shop slash bakery um there would be certain days when every single person in line would order like a grilled cheese with bacon, or there'd be days when every single person in line ordered a tuna sandwich. And it would be like based on the weather kind of, and like maybe there was like whatever commercial or movie or like something like, and everyone would just be on that tip. And that's what's going on right now with queso. Yeah. Yeah. So probably a lot of tuned in listeners listening to this were thinking about queso already today. Um, and yeah. just know that we see you. We honor that. <laughs> yeah. That. Drop like bean down into the chat if you're tuned in, if you're ready. Yeah. Use code beans. Um, <laughs> message message me that and you can join our team. <laughs> well, should we get into the topic at hand today? I'm so excited for this. I know. I'm so excited to reunite with our old friend Jackie Siegel. Yes, yes. So this is this is something that we it's the type of thing where we probably have put in I don't want to say 10,000 hours of thought, but we've put in so much thought and discussion about this family long before we ever had the pod. This is a topic of interest to us. The Queen of Versailles herself, Jackie Siegel. Um the show we're going to be covering is called Queen of Versailles reigns again, but it's the continuation of one of the wildest stories and one of the best documentaries I've ever seen, The Queen of Versailles. And so we're going to be dropping into, it's a series with, um, it's it's a short series. We're going to be covering episode two, but we'll catch you up a little bit if you haven't seen Queen of Versailles or even if you have the stories worth telling. So this is like a documentary, a documentarian's like wet dream that they went in to film one one thing and it turned into something completely uh, out of control while yeah. the camera's rolling. It became a much bigger story, which is definitely yeah. the dream. Yeah, it was this family trying to build the biggest house in in America, the biggest residential home in America, um, a $75 million place that they call Versailles because Jackie and David Siegel went, <laughs> went to France and they saw Versailles and they said, "We're." <laughs> Jackie said, he said, I'm going to build you your own Versailles one day in Orlando. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's what they're doing. That's what they started to do. The documentarian started to film around 2005 um this house is uh, we'll get into details about what's in this gaudy monstrosity of a home but david siegel made his wealth off of 
essentially real estate and timeshares and 2008 happened and basically overnight they lost their wealth and everything came to a halt and so you have this sort of half-built giant mansion um, that just sat there. I thought that that was the end of them but 20 years later I guess they got some funds together and they're back to building Versailles and that's where the Queen of Versailles reigns again leads off. Yeah, they 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 started humble, built up to the highest level of wealth, lost it all, and built it back up again. So they have really and truly been on a roller coaster, and they've learned nothing. <laughs> they've learned nothing, but it, it's so what's so hard to wrap your mind around is that it's such a layered character study of Jackie and her family because like you also see their heart and their love for each other and you see them be so kind and you like warm up to them in a way that like I can't believe how much I love Jackie because on paper she's like a a war criminal to me you know she's like doing everything the worst things you could do being so selfish with her money but then when like I would love to hang out with her I think she's so warm and sweet and gentle and like loving loves animals like I think we would laugh I think she's down to earth in a lot of ways which seems crazy but like she's still kind of that small town girl who worked at IBM she yeah she's kind of like your favorite real housewife that's comedic without meaning to be and sometimes when meaning to be like she's smart she's not like a bimbo like she is a she's i'm pretty sure she got her like software engineering degree well i don't know i i don't know yeah i i think i know she's kooky and she can be ditzy but like very at her deep down she's intelligent i really do think that But just like, yeah, she contains multitudes seeing her weeping, being like, but I need two cans in my morning kitchen. Like, you know, just it's like unintentional camp. Like, I didn't know a morning kitchen was a thing, but like, yeah, let's get. Yeah, let's get into it. Her. This is important to note that. So her and David um, or sorry, her and yeah, her and David are 30 years apart. He's 30 years older. And so by the time we're filming, like. He's 88. And so when we start back up, like construction's happening, but he's in the hospital for a back injury. And at 88, that's not a good thing. Um, and then there's complications. So he's he's out. And like hearing hearing her say, like, you know, without him, like Versailles would be nothing. It's like, okay, well, <laughs> I don't I know. Maybe we it- should not have built a house that took 20 years to build. Yeah, like later in the season, she's like it's sinking in how hurt he really is and how he's not getting better like she thought he would and she's like without him I don't care about Versailles and that like broke me because like they got so lost you know like they just lost the plot and that's sad they did yeah and also it's like weird because everything about her is halted it's like frozen in 2008. Like even her eyebrows are like those thin, like 2000s brows, like her style, like everything. And oh my God, her, her cantaloupe implants, like those 19 botched. Pardon? Sorry, they were botched. They look botched to me. They look scary. (laughs) Okay. They're so high and hard. And like we have weird, they just look 
a little bit terrifying. I'm so I know, I'm I know. I was watching with Lauren, um, and she was like, Do they actually have that much money? Because she's like, it looks like her breast implants were put in in like 1992 and like not checked up on since then. I agree. Sorry, and this woman. <laughs> I'm I'm surprised like because you're supposed to get them redone every 10 years or else they break down and cause like health problems so I'm like she should have had those done several times since the 90s when those were that was the shape of choice that like literally half cantaloupe completely round super tall a lot of upper volume implants and I'm shocked that by now she hasn't had those yanked out and with a teardrop put in because it's like when you look at her it's literally about like she's gonna knock you out with those things (laughs) i know no it looks like when when kids like put balloons under their shirt and they're like look at me like it's like dress but you can see it under the skin so it also has like a grotesqueness to it and you see the veins just like straining like i know i know no it's it's wild like she's such an anomaly like she and she's such a mix of like this gaudy I don't know that the best way that I can describe the aesthetic of the house is like Trump Tower. Like it's just everything is like gold, <laughs> gilded, purple, like ornate, but like tacky. But then she's like, I want, I want my own custom beer brewery in there. Like I just want a Coors Light all day. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I also have to say, like, even though we did engage in some body shaming just there, like I'm also sometimes breathtaken by her beauty. Like. I love seeing her without makeup with just like her long, soft blonde hair. Like, I think she actually is an extremely beautiful, special woman. (laughs) And I just need to say that. Yeah, like, I'm not, no. And okay, I'm not, uh, I was going to say, I'm not trying to body shame right after I spent like 10 minutes doing that. But it's more just that it's, okay, we've, we've seen a lot of plastic surgery. When you watch this much reality TV, I've never seen, like, I just haven't seen seen knockers like that i was yeah again it is a visual treat let's just say that it's got a yeah. rich visual world and it's a lot to look at and we loved it yeah and it's anyway when 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 she's like <laughs> at one point she in the later episode she has these twenty thousand dollar candlestick holders candle holders and she's spray painting them gold with like a two dollar <laughs> like two dollar spray paint i'm like I don't know. Maybe, maybe we should go. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It seems like there's money, and where it's being allocated is very interesting. Um, also noted, she has seven kids. Her and David together had seven kids. And in the first documentary, like one of the wildest parts is when she's like, "Yeah, when you're this rich, you can just keep having kids, and you just get more nannies, and the nannies raise them." Hmm. Yeah, and she like kind of touched on her like addiction to like having kids, and her addiction to like love, and like. She also has the same with pets. She has like a hundred pets, you know, it's, it's like overrun. It's kind of like a hoarder's house with like all these different animals. And like, there's just like shit and stains everywhere. And it's like kind of great gardens ish. Like, it's like you expect to see like raccoons, like running out. Like it's very great gardens. So let's talk about this episode. Queen of Versailles reigns again. Episode two. Let's take it from the top. Yeah, so we we caught up with them in the last episode. They've been through some ups and downs, to say the least, some tragedies, some some triumphs financially. So we are picking back up on the project. She's like, I'm going to finish it. And we open this episode with her um, commissioning a portrait, a seven-foot-tall oil painting of herself to match this 
one done by the same artist in the same style of her husband. And that was 20 years ago. And now she's like, I will be adding one of myself. We'll hang them in the great hall. Of course. And yeah, it's such a big portrait that the one that's already done of her husband, they needed four construction workers just to take it down off the wall. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, and the artist is like, I'm going to try to capture how gentle and kind you are in this portrait. And so she gets it. And we also meet Jackie's publicist, Jack. He is working on publicizing her mythical New Year's Eve party that she's aiming for at this point. Like, and her expectations are very high. She says, this is going to be the biggest blowout who's who in American history. (laughs) American history. We're talking from the dawn of time until now. Never been a greater meeting of the minds and meeting of people for her New Year's Eve party that every time she asks anyone, is this going to be possible by New Year's? They're like, no. Yeah, no, like that's that's like five months away. This is the biggest empty. It's like 10% finished, this structure at this point. And the vibe of it is so unsettling and haunted. Like walking through this like dilapidated aging construction site of like it looks like maybe this would be like a theme park like some kind of disney themed palace it's so cheap it looks horrible in the first episode there was chunks of marble like 200 pound chunks of marble just falling off the front the facade of the house and they were like this could literally kill someone like crush someone into like an accordion so we need to like see if we need to strip off all the marble on the house which every, was a nine million dollar job just on its yeah. own. <laughs> every every time you hear about something going wrong, like yeah, like the marble, nine million dollars, and she's like, "We bought a whole quarry in Italy. It all comes from the same quarry. We can't replace it." It's like, what do you, what do you mean you bought a whole quarry in Italy? What what are we doing here? Um, and yeah, she wants to have this New Year's Eve party. Um, and this is supposed to take place mostly in the grand ballroom. So it's the size of, I believe, a football field. Yeah, they the said 50,000 50, square feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so Jack, the publicist, is wandering through the house, and he's like, you know, all I can say is I really feel for the builders, at, like the whole team. <laughs> and he says... She always describes it as the size of a super Walmart as a reference for scale. And he's like, actually, it is bigger than that. So it's a very apropos metaphor. Like that's the perfect. It's the perfect analogy. Super Walmart. Yes. Like she just like. Built two feet from water. Like, okay, I know that um, they seem like they're probably Republicans and I guess they don't really believe in global warming, but I'm like, are we not concerned? I feel like this is going to be underwater in like 10 years. Oh my God. It'll be like Atlantis. <laughs> when you look, well, when you look, when they zoom out, like the whole thing, it's like on a teeny little Island, like just off of like Orlando. And it's like <laughs> barely think- a yard. It's just water. I'm like, is this a, is this a wise choice? I think you're thinking of the home she currently lives in on Seagull Island, which is very, very close to the water. But right. Versailles is also close to the water. And They're- it is all of the state of Florida might be underwater in like four years. So it's, yeah. Yeah. But this seems like, I think they're both really close to water. I, 
yeah yeah either way totally that's the least of our worries at this point that's the least of our worries she's walking us through the ballroom and she's just like this is a 20 foot stained glass dome it took two years and cost over a million dollars and we had to put a skylight over it so it can't be seen from above (laughs) okay (laughs) okay (laughs) when we see her charitable donation later in the episode it really makes you think about that one million dollar skylight which well, that's why under when, another skylight. <laughs> well, that's why when you're like, oh, she's a great, she's a good person. Like, it, it's hard. It's hard. I know. To, it's hard to even really pin her down, and and yeah. for me to even solidify a thought on her because you do see this the this heart and these good intentions, but then this absurdity and her just living in this crazy fantasy world that she's constructed. I know. I, I mean, I think she's mentally ill. I know it's not an excuse for everything. She clearly like needs to work on her like empathy and logic and things like that as well. Um, I'm not saying she's perfect. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> she's made a lot of mistakes and this fucking glass dome is one of them. <laughs> I don't know. She seems pretty happy with the glass dome. Well, she just doesn't understand that it's not normal to spend almost a million dollars on one decorative window. Like, it, it, she doesn't understand that it's not normal to try and replicate the Chateau Versailles in Orlando, Florida. Like, the reason that they don't build things like Versailles or the Sistine Chapel anymore is because you can't, it can't exist in a modern capitalist society. Like, it ha- has to be made by just, like, gathering all the most talented craftspeople in the country to make a tribute for the king like yeah and and that is something that keeps appearing throughout the whole series is that all the architects designers everyone who first gave their input and first created this house they're all gone they've had so many people come and go so now the people that are currently working on it are tasked with being like we don't know why they did a lot of the decisions like they barely have a original floor plan for this and so they just like we're just trying to piece it figure out what they meant and what they wanted us to do next and how we can do that safely and she's yeah. planning on handing this down to her children. She's like, this is going to be, you know, generational, like passing it down. I think it's going to tear her, her kids apart because the the maintenance fees and property taxes, I'm guessing, would be in the millions for this. Um, yeah. And yeah, keep <laughs> keeping it from fall, literally falling down into the earth would be an unthinkable sum every year and keeping it staffed. And she's building it with this fantasy of all her kids living together. They're in her, they're getting into their twenties. Like, yeah, you know, they might not want to move their whole families into this big fucked up mansion and live together with Jackie and all their other siblings forever. Well, and even so, yeah, she started designing this house when all the kids were like, you know, six months, two years old, three years old, they were all in diapers. And so, they're all the rooms that they designed the kids room she keeps calling them which i'm like they're they live elsewhere they're not actually that big like compared to the rest of the house they're like a pretty you know a large bedroom but nothing that you would like look twice at and be like oh my god this is so extravagant yeah they it, didn't, which she is- didn't she didn't build it as like having apartments and having like self-sufficient like sections to support like a multi-family multi-generational dwelling 
Well, she said like, yeah, she said when we first designed it, they were all in diapers. And so you think, oh, a baby doesn't need that much room. It's like she doesn't. <laughs> there's just gaps in her thinking where it's like, yeah, they're going to not be in diapers at a certain point. And maybe the bowling alley and the Benihana kitchen that you're building, maybe one of those could be like a bigger kid's room slash I mean, own apartment. I can't even imagine how many rooms have no function with a with a a Walmart sized super Walmart sized home. Like you can only have so many fucking dining rooms and silly themed rooms. Like it's just but anyway, the whole point of this episode hinges on the Benihana kitchen. That is the drama of the moment. And she just says, like, one thing we all love, the whole family, Benihana, Japanese steakhouse, hibachi food. And she's like, my husband, <laughs> we already own a hotel with the largest Benihana in the world. And we love going there. And I want one in the house. It's like, what? Like, do you, did you ever watch Richie Rich? I, yes. Oh, I was referring. I was thinking of Richie Rich a lot with the McDonald's that he had in his house. Yeah, that's her. That's that, her. I know that is the level of maturity and taste she puts on display with this Benihana obsession. Yeah, yeah. Her. Uh, that's another thing of like frozen in time because wasn't Benihana? I I know it still exists, but like it was really popular in the two thousands. Yeah, yeah. I think of that. Like, I had my birthday. Office episode i i've never been to one sadly oh i think i've been to one i think i had a birthday party there when i was a kid of like hibachi i don't know i i just don't think it's like yeah yeah um but yeah so (laughs) she needs this to happen her husband is in the hospital having complications from like major back surgery and she's like i need to do something special for him when he gets out which is have the benihana room finished Mm -hmm. with these huge vault ceilings and no vent and they're saying this is not possible 
yeah, she arrives, she gets that information in waves. Like, she first goes to this Benihana in Vegas and she starts chatting with the chef. And he's like, well, I would never build this in my house. I would build it outside. Like, there, otherwise everything in your house is going to smell like Benihana. And you need to have one of these, like, gigantic and really low commercial vents. And she's like, well, our ceilings are, like, 45 feet tall, so... <laughs> We, it's gonna ruin the whole aesthetic it's gonna ruin the it's gonna ruin the the whole point of it it's like okay <laughs> do you hear yeah. what he's saying she, she like hears him but she's like but this is our dream this is me and my husband's 20-year dream to have a benihana kitchen in she versailles be- <laughs> <laughs> she gets so emotional whenever she talks about letting go of a dream she's like I want the grill for my husband. He's sick. I need to deliver the grill. And she like attaches emotions to things in such an exaggerated way. Like we all do it, but she's just taken it to such a comical level of like the American dream, like delusion, you know? She really, yeah, she's exactly, she's like the exaggerated version of like the worst parts of ourselves when we're just like spending money to make ourselves feel better about something. And every, every little roadblock, like when they are talking about the vent of the kitchen, she's like, this is the worst. This is my worst nightmare. She's like, this is the worst thing that could ever happen. And she says this a lot. A 20 year dream. Gone. (laughs) It's so dramatic. And like, meanwhile, the house she's living in is hideous it's cramped it's dark it's dirty it's cluttered with outdated things the kitchen she cooks in every day is just three french door stainless steel fridges in a line covered in kids art like everything just feels dirty and all they eat is like ham and cheese on croissants like what and now they're building a commercial kitchen massive and then like a private morning kitchen for just the family no staff to like chill in and what pretend to cook yeah well i'm assuming the people the staff from the commercial kitchen will bring food up to the morning kitchen they just won't prepare it there i I don't think she's gonna be cooking well but they're building this pretend kitchen like it's like a play kitchen for her and her family like if none of you guys are doing the kitchen doing the cooking why do you need the range, the island, the like, all that shit in there just to, I don't get it. Well, why, why do you need a four by four foot uh, antique birdcage in the morning kitchen? I don't know. But she wants that. She wants a separate apiary outside the house and then within the house of exo- filled with exotic birds. Apiary? Oh, yeah, aviary. Right? Yeah, aviary. Okay. Um, I she's her exotic bird journey is so crazy she's like my lifelong dream of owning flamingos has recently been dashed they're illegal to own so i've moved on to toucans they're 10 grand each and she gets these toucans they deliver them and she's like i got them for this like little bird cage in the kitchen but actually these are massive birds that need their own like ecosystem to live in so she's like i'm gonna have to build an aviary right now they're living in the gazebo (laughs) so just shitting everywhere she's creating so many curses for her kids like her husband is about to die sorry to david siegel but like he's 88 he's not gonna live that much longer and then she's gonna be left to pick up the pieces of this mansion and then the exotic the exotic pets alone i guess they'll just sell them but like i pray i pray they get to them before they die like of neglect or whatever like she's building this like cursed 
like it's like Neverland Ranch. Like you know, it's it's it crazy. Yeah, it does have it does kind of have like Neverland. Like not in a, like yeah, not not. not not like you know. that. Not like that, okay? Not like that. But like, you know what I mean? The delusional part of like yes. it's this wonderland like but it's never actually, grow up. Yeah. It's more problems than it's worth. It's not natural <laughs> what's going on. Um they're trying to like live like Marie Antoinette lived and that's just not a normal lifestyle anymore. So well, I mean, it is in terms of the amount you're of money you're spending and wealth discrepancy between you and yes peasants but like now it's with like you're supposed to wear like a t-shirt and have a tesla and like new old money or no what is it wealth whispers you know you're supposed to have like quiet luxury yeah. mm-hmm. like the, like she's kind of expecting like handmaidens to wake her every morning and like dress her and like you know bring her a fresh squeeze like just having full-time attendance on her all the time and i don't know if that's even how like kim kardashian lives who has like a full staff in her house you know i think kim lives that way i think she has a full kim has just like um jack she has the commercial kitchen and she has the huge commercial kitchen and her quote morning kitchen kim has her own morning kitchen where i don't think she's cooked a day in her life but it's the there sinks, for show. sinks don't really like drain they're like flat sinks <laughs> exactly it's for the looks like that's what rich people do is they have the the kitchen to be like this is where i could make my my kids french toast on christmas you know <laughs> yeah i know it's just about balancing i feel like celebrities a lot of the time really value privacy now and not having like staff around them all the time and choosing to do some things themselves so that they don't have to feel like their house is full of strangers but that's just a personal choice, I guess, for rich people yeah. to make. <laughs> yeah, maybe for some people. The Kardashians, that's a different thing. I mean, Kim herself said that she's blessed to be someone who loves having glam done um, and that it takes like, I don't know, four hours. So I think she just automatically, like between that and the nannies raising their kids, like there's a lot of people around. Yes, yes, definitely. Um They also, like this plot line where she goes to Vegas to give an award to kids for an anti-drug charity that she started in the name of her daughter who passed away tragically from a drug overdose at a young age. Like, you know, there's a lot of like dark layers to this family. So they made this charity in her name. She's having to leave David in the hospital when she goes to this event. So she's all stressed out and she's here to award some kids who made anti-drug ads like videos and she didn't understand addiction back then and she still doesn't now like they have this charity called victoria's voice and it is really sad like it's the it's it's the most stark contrast between her being like you know talking about like their plans for um the living room and just just the gold accents in the living room cost two hundred thousand dollars then going between that to her talking about like losing her daughter where she got addicted to Xanax, went to rehab, got out, got addicted to heroin and then died of content where died of a heroin overdose. And she like, did you watch later on in the series? Like for Um, episodes? No, I haven't. I'm like halfway through. 
okay there's just this the the saddest one of the saddest things that i've seen it was like her talking about how they haven't touched her daughter's room since since she passed away and haven't even let maids inside and she walks in there's like you know garbage like it's like a teenager uh, who was addicted to drugs like it looks like the that room and it hasn't been touched and she's just like frozen in time and, and talked about how much basically she got mocked by the paparazzi and by the press after her daughter passed away they were like oh this fallen princess they were like taking photos of her at the funeral being like oh look she's taking selfies and she's like look i just wanted to take a photo with my daughter's casket like it, it's just i know she it, was like they made fun of me for that and i just wanted to remember the last moment my daughter was above ground and everybody deals with grief differently i was like heartbroken hearing that yeah me too me too and it's just yeah she's just chasing something that's always eluding yeah. her she's inside that we all have she is I just trying to fill that hole yeah and uh, but she's doing it with a, <laughs> a much higher budget and much um more lacking in taste than anyone i've seen with this level of of money mm-hmm yeah she's like arrives to their vegas penthouse for this event and she's like this is where elvis used to live and then she tells her um publicist like we only brought the small jet so because i'm giving people a ride back i have to ship my luggage separately <laughs> like duh you should have brought the large jet jackie like hello <laughs> but she doesn't think about these things <laughs> she lives in the moment um we get to the event where she's giving like this number one prize to this like child who like made this ad for this contest and she hands over the giant check to this kid and it's $500. <laughs> I really had to laugh. Like I, I can't believe she couldn't sacrifice just one stained glass window for like a more robust scholarship program um, for children. But no, you know? or like anything but getting kids to make an anti-drug ad because that's not going to work. Be like, Absolutely here's $500, not. don't spend when it on drugs. Yeah, when you're, a, when you're a child and you have no concept of why someone would even do drugs, like, <laughs> it's easy to make those I promises. Wrote, I found a journal from when I was a kid. I wrote a vow to myself. I will never take LSD or mushrooms. <laughs> I, like, made a vow, a declaration in my journal. I guess I'd been, like, seeing some anti-drug <laughs> Yeah, spoiler alert yeah <laughs> you're, you're like i was that child who won that contest but it didn't work. i was i was an annoying kid like i'm pretty sure i was a goody two-shoes and like i would have been like putting pouring my heart into this little anti-drug ad <laughs> yeah exactly like i'm yeah it, it's just such a silly thing to do it was like a six-year-old kid like an eight-year-old or something um anyway <laughs> yeah because they just they only like they only tell you the bad part of doing drugs yeah exactly they're really fun (laughs) and they don't tell you like how tough life's gonna be at that age either but anyway they don't tell you that you just you're expected to just raw dog your life and you know sometimes you don't want to do that but don't do drugs kids if you're listening to this um god you're not already don't listen to us or do i don't know (laughs) so we check back in on the house um, oh, wait, before we leave Vegas, she does offer to share her taco bar inside her room with the regular people at the charity event, which is very chill of her. I got to give her that. Yeah, <laughs> I've got a taco does. bar upstairs if you guys are hungry. 
Aww. she goes between being so chill and like to and to like the least chill when she's you know freaking out about her benihana kitchen having her like fifth meltdown on the phone about it Hmm. yeah oh the poor benihana kitchen she's like i want it in my house because it's something no one else has but unfortunately it's not meant to be and there's no way of fixing the ventilation issues the hood vent is too loud it's not sufficient it would need its own air conditioning system and this really killed me is the head architect is like well i called a few of the manufacturers of this grill and um it's not zoned for residential usage ever and it can never go inside a residential house it's like nobody made this phone call until 20 years in or like why were there ever blueprints drawn up without someone seeing if this was possible but okay that's the thing i'm i feel like 75 percent of the people surrounding her are scamming her mm-hmm. in some way or another like from majorly scamming her to just like telling her what she wants to hear yeah because she has a warehouse that she later visits where she's looking for a grand piano that's going to go in the one of the dining room living room whatever she has six she discovers that she has six pianos that she didn't know about but that's not though even the one that she's looking for and then she finds the seventh one she's like who has six pianos and doesn't even know about it like and it's it's in this warehouse that I think is also the size of a super Walmart filled with like, you know, priceless antiques, priceless antiques, but that look like they're from medieval times. Yeah. So many night, night and armor set up so many gold chandeliers. There's some stuffed dead pets in there from years past. There's the gold, the gold chandeliers. Like she'll be like, Oh, we spent a hundred thousand dollars on this. If someone showed me that chandelier and, like, said that this is, like, a TikTok where they're, like, from the Dollar Tree, like, make a recreate, like, a chandelier for, like, a theme party, I would believe it. Well, yeah, like, she's taking these antiques, stripping them of their context in, like, palaces and then bringing them to Orlando and putting them in a warehouse. Like, it's, it takes away everything that makes it special or tasteful and makes it horrible, literally ruining things like just by putting them in a horrific context yeah oh truly truly she has no um all right we get a couple glances into other rooms that are under construction such as the speakeasy um which is behind a secret door from the kitchen the morning kitchen into this like pub and she shipped the entire pub itself over from england <laughs> like like a hundred year old pub like like ye old pub like a like picture like an old british pub that like the bar the like bars the stools the wood paneling on the walls like yeah but but there's the, also a big a big fake van gogh painting in it hopefully fake i mean oh oh it's definitely no it's definitely fake she doesn't have the taste like <laughs> that's the thing because actually with that amount of money you could have bought uh an impress you could have bought a monet or van gogh but yeah she would never put her resources into that no it's it's wild um yeah the oh the other thing is we see the floor get done in this episode the heated marble floor from their quarry in the morning kitchen and you know she's like while they live in florida they live in florida (laughs) i know the heated 
kitchen in the the heated floor in the morning kitchen in Florida. Jackie's like takes her shoes off to enjoy, and her son is just like, I mean, personally, like I would just wear slippers, but. I, I mean, it does feel nice, but, like, I do think her kids seem, like, pretty, like, sweet and, like, down to earth, like, at their birthday party when they're, like, I don't want lobster tail, mom. Like, can't we just have burgers? Like, they, they don't seem to, like, ask for too much. Like, they, I know. I, I don't, like, her kids do seem, like, just pretty normal Gen Z kids, although, the oldest son, he's definitely been parentified because he just try is he's trying to take over construction. Like he's like someone has to have some common sense around here. Um, but he's also yeah. like, I I get why he's saying this, but he's like, you know, flying private jets for me is like breathing for other people. Like we just that's that's our life. And yeah, so he's a sweet I don't kid. Know. He's really trying to like help out his mom and dad, and like seems to have like good intentions and try to keep her dreams like realistic. But he just he's he's like she has all these brilliant ideas, but sometimes they're just a little too ambitious. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. So she loves they're the very sweet floors. to her. They're sweet to her. Um, and she says, I love these heated floors so much. I want to do them in the ballroom, fifty thousand square feet of football field size ballroom where the heat's just going to go up to like a hundred foot ceiling, <laughs> and where everyone's going to be wearing shoes. In the ballroom. Yeah. It's going to be fancy events. Everyone's going to be wearing shoes with thick yeah. bottoms. Yeah. And, and but won't. nobody can say no to Jackie. So her son's just like, well, I'll check with the experts, see if it's possible. Um, And she needs that bit of encouragement because to end the episode, the experts break the news to her. Listen, we're going to have to gut the Benihana kitchen. It's never going to work. And she's like, I've been telling everyone in the whole world that we're having a Benihana kitchen here. And now I look like a failure ripping out this kitchen. She's heartbroken. Who is she telling? I want to know who her friends are because we never really get a glimpse into that. I want to see who she's who she's telling and who she like, you know, was it rubs shoulders with? Who she like mingles I mean, with? Like, I feel like the same people that Trump rubs shoulders with. Yeah, it's a kind of like a Mar-a-Lago crowd, I'm yeah. guessing. Totally. And it's Florida. So probably like a lot of really eccentric people. She's probably knows a lot of people that own exotic pets. Oh my God. I wish they would keep the show going into like her just hosting events. Although I'm sure a lot of these people don't want to be filmed, you know, chit chatting amongst themselves. Right. Like I'm imagining there could be some political fundraisers. I could see that. Some like DeSantis, you know. Oof. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to finish the series, see where all this takes us. And I hope David makes it to the end. He's, you know, he's in his... Well, David is still alive as of today. That's just an update in general. <laughs> okay, great. He's still up and about. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know if he's out and about, but he is alive. That's good. I don't know if he's alive and well. He's old as fuck. Like, they got to get this house finished. It's just but... going to end up it's never going to be finished. Like it, it's never going to be truly finished. It's, I don't it's know very how it will be used. Yeah. Like it's like, macabre. I guess you could charge people admission to walk through it like a museum. No, but you still need a full, basically a staff, like a hotel to just keep things under control. Yes. So. And it wouldn't be profitable to rent it as a hotel. Yeah. And- even renting as an event space, like it's too big. Yeah. It's eerily big. 
like it's 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 one place with no locked doors inside but there's gonna be so many people and you could never know who's in your house Ooh, like it would just be so easy to just walk in and just hide there and just wait like that's scary that scares me well yeah the whole thing has the scariest vibe ever and it's in a swamp and there's gonna be like all these like birds (laughs) that don't want to be there (laughs) all these dying toucans (laughs) oh god (sighs) (sighs) well that's where we leave off we'll check back in with jackie and david we'll keep you guys posted because this story is fascinating i highly if you guys haven't watched i highly recommend watching the original queen of versailles and the follow-ups um and yeah yeah we we like it (laughs) we like it we think it's great (laughs) we love it as much as jackie loves the heated floors in the morning kitchen (laughs) oh i like her i i like i really would love to be hugged by her and her big heart implants i i would I would like to sit down and have a chat with her. I think she's fascinating. And I was almost thinking that she would make a great Real Housewife, but I think she's in a league of her own. Like She some would people, make an incredible Real Housewife, but yeah. She would, but I'm saying like she can carry the whole show by herself. Oh, yeah. Like just her, just her she, wandering around and talking to herself and then talking to the random contractors coming in and out. I, I, that's the only show I need. Exactly. She's above it. She's She is the Real Housewives, but she can hold just the one. She can hold the, yeah. the attention just yes. as herself. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and that's that's about it uh, for this week. We'll be back next week. See you guys then. Love you. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.